All right, welcome back to Behind the Mic podcast. We are here with Dave and with Dewey, and I'm Mike. And I'm going to share a story with you. It was 1977, August to be exact, 1977, back in the 19th century. <laughs> um, I, I had become, I had just become a new believer. I was just absolutely, uh, my faith was so strong as a 12-year-old kid. And it was about that time, too, that my uncle was suffering with diabetes. Um, he had lost his sight. He was on dialysis. Um, it was getting pretty bad. And I prayed with the faith of a child that he was going to live. And I knew that he would. And it was just a few short weeks after that that he went to be with the Lord. So my question today is if God is sovereign, why do we need to pray? Um, I struggled with that as a 12-year-old boy uh, for a long time, wondering why God didn't answer my prayer. Um, life is good. My uncle was in his 20s. Um, why wouldn't God want him to live? And um, I think a lot of us struggle with that. Yeah. Um, if God is sovereign, why do I pray? Can, can we change God's mind? Can I ask you, um, just as a young believer, right? What yeah. what thoughts yeah, went through your mind? Did any of these thoughts go through your mind? Go through your mind that you didn't do it enough? Oh yeah. Or that you didn't do it right? Yeah. Or it's somehow your fault? Yeah, I knew I was a sinner even at a, as a twelve year old boy. I knew I was a sinner. Um, and so I think that was probably the biggest thing for me is, did God not answer my prayers because I lied to my parents mm-hmm. or because I cheated or because I thought a bad thought? And I think I really became started becoming legalistic as a result of that because my faith, again, I had accepted Christ. I got baptized. I was telling people on the playgrounds about Jesus, and God didn't answer my prayer. So I yeah. think I really struggled with that is mm-hmm. I wasn't good enough for God to hear and answer my prayers for my uncle. There's a much abused passage that goes, the prayer of a righteous man avails much. Yeah. Right? That's in James. Here's, the, here's why it's abused. It's because James' point in that is not about righteousness obtained, but positional righteousness. Right? Expand on that. Yeah. So, so, so James goes like, look, Elijah had a nature like ours. He prayed and, and the rain stopped and he prayed again and it started again. Yeah. And then he goes, you know, the prayers of a righteous man avails much. So that could lead you to think that, well, if I'm really holy, if I'm really righteous, if I'm doing it right, then God's going to answer my prayers. And if I'm not holy, if I'm not right, then he's not going to answer my prayers. Right. But actually the point is, is that what makes a person righteous? Jesus Christ. The point here isn't that try to be a good person so that God answers your prayers. Rather, it is a righteous person. Like if you have a right relationship with God, which is what righteousness means, then it's like your prayers are actually effective. It's actually to give you hope, not get you like looking at yourself. Am I doing enough? So it's often abused because that's used to kind of say, oh, well, you know, you got to either pray more or be holy or stop doing those bad things. And then God will only listen to you if you're a good kid. Yeah. Yeah, I struggled with that. And uh, I would say even, even years later, um, when, I, when I knew the scripture much better, I still questioned, 
And, and I've had lots of friends and people that I knew mm-hmm. since then that frustratingly said, God doesn't hear my prayers, or that said, you know, I, I know that, that God is sovereign over everything. You know, God knows the beginning from the end. He knows what I'm going to do next before I even do it. Psalm 139. So why do I need to pray? Yeah, so I I think you're getting at, you know, the heart of the question. If God is completely in control and God is working all things together for his ultimate plan, then are we just kind of along for the ride? Should we pray? Yeah, are we Can, pawns in this game? Yeah, are we pawns in this game? And so we do know in a lot of those questions, they're they're beyond our comprehension, but we do know that God calls us to pray. Yeah, for sure. And, and we do know like of examples in scripture where God says, you know, I'm going to do this and Moses prays and mm-hmm. and and God relents from pouring out his judgment on Israel. Yeah. And so there are pictures where did God change his mind? Yeah. Or was he and I just always come back to this. One, God commands us to pray. Two, there seems to be something in prayer that is a means by which God's given us to to relate and connect with him. And so God invites us to that relationship and we aren't robots or we aren't just pawns in the game. We're part of a relationship with God. Does he have everything worked out according to the counsels his will? Yes. But at the same time, I think he invites us to, to join with him in working out that will. Yeah. That's and good. we do that through prayer. I mean, it's a pretty crazy thought. You're going to judge angels. You're going to sit with Jesus. Yeah. Like it's it's this it's a bigger picture in Scripture that to be in the family of God to be saved is more than just you know your problems are taken away mm-hmm. and you go to heaven right it's you get to rule and you get to reign and it even goes back to the picture of of Eden right it's like they were under the leadership of the Lord to right to spread the very goodness of his creation and to spread it throughout the entire world. Right. Right. And so God is sovereign, absolutely exhaustively sovereign and, and, and understand that he knows the beginning and the end. At the same time, he invites us to lead with him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that should blow your mind. Yeah. So let your mind be blown <laughs> <laughs> and don't try to like, you know, whatever, use philosophy to try to like figure it out. Just like accept it for what it is. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I liken evangelism to prayer. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get off track, but I, I want to just make this illustration that faith comes by hearing. So Romans chapter 10, faith comes by mm-hmm. hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's always through the proclamation of the gospel or some form of, of that, that God uses to bring people mm-hmm. to salvation. Yeah according to Romans chapter 10. And so in the same way as prayer, we join with God in accomplishing his mission. Hmm. And the other part I would add to that is, is that like in your story, like we think in this very straightforward, I prayed and my uncle wasn't healed, but think about all the other things that God accomplished through that. And in growing 
your faith. I don't know where your uncle was at in his faith. Yeah, he was a strong um, believer. He's in heaven. Yeah. And, and your prayer was answered in that sense. He was or is healed. Yeah. Um, and one day he's going to have a resurrection body. And so I think we, we tend to think of it in a very like, oh, that prayer wasn't answered. Well, God was doing so many more things in that moment than just healing him of his diabetes. Yeah, I think about that a lot. Um, in, in God's wisdom, we have no idea what's going on kind of behind the scenes. You know, yeah. we don't we only see with, uh, you know, a limited vision here on Earth. And most of the time it's selfish. I mean, I wanted my uncle to be around even today. Um, and so that was my limited vision is why mm-hmm. wouldn't he? But he, he is in heaven. Um, he will receive the glorified body. And, and, I, and I also see that there were people that he influenced through his life, his short life, that probably are believers today because of him. Hmm. And um, so I know that there's good. I also want to relate that to a situation we've been going through. My wife and I um, have, have been kind of together struggling through this situation over the past couple of years. And, and you kind of just want to throw your hands up and say, God, why aren't you doing something in this? But hmm. I, I, I'm a mature enough believer to say, you know, listen, we're going to believe that God is sovereign in this and that he is working, he's mm-hmm. hearing our prayers. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I want to point out is it's not always in our timing because, man, had I given up a year ago or six months after this thing started, um, I wouldn't see all the great things that God has done in it. And mm-hmm. so I think there's a little bit there as a, as a mature believer to say, I'm going to stand fast. Um, I'm not going to be dissuade because I have this limited vision. I'm going to trust that God knows and God is doing what he says he'll do. And um, it's grown my faith just to see over the last year and a half what God is doing in this particular situation and uh, knowing that he is faithful. Mm. So um, really important to understand that as well. I know we all struggle with, God, do you hear me? We've been in those situations where we cry out, God, do you even hear me? Mm -hmm. Do you see my situation? Um, and I can assure you that he does. So I don't want to put words in your mouth, but are you insinuating that because you're in Christ, that God, A, hears all of your prayers and that he answers them? Of course, obviously, he gets to answer the how, right? And the mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. because he's the one who knows best how to do the how and when because of your limitations. Yeah. And that uh, that's it. <laughs> like, that's it. So, in a sense, God answers your prayers always, and He knows the impetus behind it. So, you can pray for something specifically, and Him answer in a way that's not specific, but underneath that, right? God knows why, what what you're asking for, and why you're asking for, and God can answer the why in His timing and His way, and it might not always fit your expectations or specifically what you asked for, because you, you know that He's in charge. But he has invited you, and he has opened his ear to you, and he wants to rule and to reign with you, not apart from you. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, I actually, I'm going to confession time here. I bought a lottery ticket one time, and on the way home, I said, God, you know, do you have any idea how much good I could do with this? <laughs> because, I, you know, I could give... I could not only just give to my church, but I could give to all the churches mm-hmm. that are preaching your word, 
I could help missionaries that I know personally. Um, I could do great things in my community oh, with this, these lottery winnings. And, you know, and I would probably buy a new car and fix my house up, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't blow it, you know? And yeah, you would. God didn't answer that prayer. Did he? Well, I didn't win. Well, Let's put it that way. I didn't win the lottery. I think it's a good illustration because this shows like, if you look at the people who win the lottery, it's like their lives fall absolutely apart. <laughs> it's true. Do. It's like, they look do. at the data, right? Yeah. yeah. Who's, where's the person who won the lottery and like things are going well for them? Yeah. I want to meet that person. Maybe we don't report on it, but it's like everything I hear, look into it. It's like it doesn't work. And so you're asking for something that might have been absolutely incredibly dangerous for you. Oh, absolutely. And I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe that. You could see it now, but it's like in the moment, it's like, oh, you dream. It's like, I could do so much with so much money. Yeah. And you could. But again, it's like, do you also pray, like, keep me from temptation? Because that's a huge one. That is. Right? So when you say he answers our prayers, it's not that he gives us directly what we're asking for. He gives us what we need. Yeah. So in in that prayer, um, you know, maybe in that was a prayer like this that might be more in line with his will. God help me to be a good steward yeah. of resources. Yeah. Help me to invest in your kingdom. Yeah. And so yeah, it was cloaked with this lottery thing, but has God answered that prayer? Has God helped you to use the resources that you've been given in a, a biblical way? Yeah. Well, I think it's our perspective too. I mean, um I don't remember specifically when that was. I just know that for me to buy our lottery ticket, it was probably one of those really huge jackpots and everybody sure. was talking about sure. it. And why not? It's a buck or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was through my limited perspective, very limited perspective, that I thought, man, how much, like you said, dreaming about it, how much good could I do? Do I, looking back now, do I believe that my life would have continued the way that it, it was and is? having won all that money and mm-hmm. done all those things? Probably not. I think God knows me better than I know myself. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, right? So I think God knew I couldn't handle that, nor did I need yeah. that and and all the, the headaches that it would bring. Yeah. But um, yeah, so my point in that is <laughs> we don't always, if we're in tune, one of you said it, if we're in tune with God's will, I wouldn't have wasted the dollar on the lottery ticket because I would have seen past all the the fluff and realized that God is doing what's uh, right to fulfill his plan in my life. Mm-hmm. And lottery wasn't a part of that or money wasn't a part of yeah. that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you could have prayed, uh, uh, dear God, I gave, um, I just paid idiot tax to the state of Ohio um, uh, with, uh, with something that if I would win, which I probably won't statistically, but you can do anything, God. Uh, would be a huge temptation and burden on me to steward uh, money that I can't even fathom. Um, And if you think that that's a good idea uh, for me to be tested in this way, uh, God, your will be done. But if you want to rescue me from that, and then also just, you know, whatever, I guess I didn't pay enough state taxes, you know, give a little gift to the government, um, then let it be as it may, Lord. I mean, that's not how we pray, but it's like, you know, it's it's more like, that's why it's a good illustration, because oh, like, yeah. that's really what you did when you bought lottery. Absolutely. So instead of saying it's like, you should never buy a lottery or, you know, be legalistic about it, it's like, is it wise to? It's like, well, like, this is what you did. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and you know, I, I, I think you can even justify it and say, well, the, all the money from the tax, you know, what is it? Like half of the lottery goes to the winner and half goes to the, the school system. Oh, yeah. Ohio education. So it's really not gambling because I'm just donating. I mean, my point here is that we, we, <laughs> we be, rationalize it. We rationalize yeah. things just like my kids did with my wife and I growing up. And, and I look at that illustration too um seeing things in my kids as as their father growing Mm -hmm. up that i did with god and i still do with god and 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 so part of that is praying saying god here's what i want here's what i need and so give this to me and so really really twisted warped view of my communication or my praying with god right yeah so dave you had a scripture i think is maybe applicable here well Here's, I think, what's hard about it, is that Jesus makes these amazing promises about prayer. Yeah. Uh, he says things like, if you have faith like a mustard seed, just say to this mountain, pick up, throw yourself in the sea, and it'll happen. Ask whatever you want, and it'll be done for you. Yep. You know, one, one in particular is, you know, when Paul, when sorry, Jesus is talking about, abide in me, right? It's the branch and the vine. He, he says this, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask, highlight this, whatever you wish, and it'll be done for you. So Jesus is saying, abide in me, I'm a Christian, let my words abide in you, and then ask whatever you want, and it'll be done for you. Yeah. Is that true, and how can it be true? That's a promise, right? It's a promise. Yeah. Jesus, like, he's like, you can bank on me, I will do whatever you ask. If you so abide I'm, in me, my words abide in you. I may have even used that on the way to the wherever I went and bought the lottery ticket, is mm. I'm asking according to your will. You promised that whatever I ask in your name, it'll be done. I think that's the twisted part of it. So explain that to me. You know, it says well, right here's, here, Here's right? the danger. It doesn't happen, and therefore, it must be your fault. Right. I am not abiding enough. Right. Or I am not or maybe in the God, word enough. God isn't even real. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Or, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just, this is all a Again, goes back to my life. uncle. I, I have the faith of a mustard seed at the yeah. time, my 12-year-old mindset was i have absolute faith i know my uncle is going to live and when he didn't then i'm left there Mm -hmm. stunned and and confused so when we look at that scripture and our prayers aren't answered and we're left holding the bags going god did you abandon me um do i even believe you're here do i believe that you're even Mm -hmm. hearing my prayers am i good enough am i righteous enough you know, mm-hmm. so I think that's a question that a lot of us, even unbelievers, I think we have we, we know unbelievers that that pray because I think innately we believe that there is a God. And but if it, whether you're an unbeliever or a believer and your prayers aren't being answered, it does kind of leave us. I've known a number of people who are not believers and they would point to the moment that they decided that God knows must be real because there was some crisis. They cried out to him. That's right. And that crisis happened. That's right. And they just couldn't imagine that a benevolent God would allow this to happen, and he did. So he must not be exist. Mm-hmm. Or or even, uh, yeah, he exists, but I want no part of this. Yeah. I don't want no part of a God who let this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's very common. So I guess that's our question today. Mm-hmm. Um, can we answer that question? I'll take a stab at it. Stab. So if we just think about that passage from John, mm-hmm. so abide, I think that's an important part of this, right? Yeah. That if we abide. Yeah. Other translations do remain. Yeah. Stay. 
Mm-hmm. And so um, I'll come back to that. And I want to just tie this with the James passage that mm-hmm. Dave, you were talking about, talking about our position in Christ. I think that we need to, to be sure of that position, meaning that I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. I am saved. Mm-hmm. That's a work that God has done that I'm secure in. Mm-hmm. And so my unanswered prayers doesn't mean that somehow my connection with God is broken in the sense that I am not a believer. Mm-hmm. Right. I abide or remain in him, and the more I know God, the more his will, his plan, his word is is um, connected to my mind and just in in me i begin to i begin to um, want the things that he wants, desire the things that he desires, and pray for the things that he would have me pray for mm-hmm. and many a time when we have these examples of people giving up their faith just because God didn't answer the prayer they wanted is probably a pretty significant indication that their faith was rooted more in their desire than in God's will and plan. Not abiding in him. Right. And so, so um, there's been a lot of times my mom died of cancer. Mm-hmm. Did I pray for her healing? Yeah. I wanted that, but I also was praying at the same time, God, you're up to something bigger here. Yeah. And um, he didn't heal her. But but if if we look eternal like through the lens of eternity and mm-hmm. the grand scheme of heaven and and my mom loved Jesus and God saw fit to take her home. Yeah. She received a reward. And that's a good thing. And that's a different perspective. And it also is a perspective that, you know, God works all things to, together for good, Romans eight twenty eight, And in verse 29, it says, for conforming us to the image of his son. So the good he's working is, is, is bringing us in to more conformity mm-hmm. with what Jesus wants us to look like. Yeah. And he's doing that through these circumstances. So. That's really good. And I think really it's a, it's a perspective shift when we're looking at this scripture, Mm -hmm. because we often look at it through my here and now, you know, this is what I need now. This is what I want now. But like you said, I've also been in that place where you're in the midst of a situation and it's not going the way you want it to go. And you're praying and God didn't answer it the way that you had hoped, but you can look past that and go, but I'm, but I'm confident in this very thing that God, you are sovereign and that something good is going to come out of this or something that um, maybe not something we ever see Mm. here and now, but you'll meet your mom again one day. Um, Just like my dad and my uncle and all those who have gone before me, I know that they're believers. I know where they are. Mm. Um, And that's I think that's hard for us as human beings living in a sinful world is that we want the stuff of the world more often than not. And, and that's why it's so important to be in the Word every day and to be 
uh, of the mind of Christ in everything we do so that we can conform more to his will Mm -hmm. in our lives. Yeah, it's pretty wild if you if you take this passage face value. I mean, if you're in Christ, your mind is in Christ, your life is in Christ. Yeah. He's your new identity. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Um, and he also says, if my words abide in you, that means like Jesus speaks into my life. He teaches me what is good and what is bad. He teaches me what the will of God is. And so as Jesus's teachings, as his words live in me, it transformed, like you were saying, we're transformed. Mm-hmm. And so to the degree that our our new desires and our new wants and our new wills is aligning with God's will, mm-hmm. it's absolutely true it's going to be done, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Now, it's not perfect, right? Because Christ's words don't, don't abide in us perfectly, yeah. right? Yeah. But he is transforming us. And so we can pray with confidence that God, God works out the details. And that, like you, like you said, if you're in Christ, God listens to you. The, the, the opposite is also true. If you're not in Christ, God does not listen to you. And you cannot use prayer as a test, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the reality. It's like, who are you to believe? That if God is real, if you're and t- like, thinking of that idea, why would God bend the entire universe to someone who has yet to receive his forgiveness for your absolute rebellion? against God and his creation, mm. that he would bend everything for, to you, that God owes you to prove himself that way, that kind of testing doesn't make any sense. Mm. But yet it's it's hard because the only time some people pray to God is in this crisis moment. And then they use it instead of recognizing their own issue that they need forgiveness, throw it back at God. And uh, it's sad and it's a tragedy. And so... We need to wrap up here, but Dave, before we started recording, you um, brought up the Lord's Prayer, right. and I think that that's an important aspect too. Is that the model prayer that God, that Christ gave for us to use to pray, was in the end, but not my will be done, but yours be done. And I think that all comes down to the abiding in you and 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 the the giving of our lives to say, God, it's all about your will and our lives, and and believing that. Um, I don't want to say that God has our best interest in mind because I know that's not completely true. That can be twisted too. But I, I think it's as we conform to his will, um, like you just said, mm-hmm. we start thinking like Christ. We start yeah. um, looking at life through the eyes of Christ. And we you, see things you had differently. A little, you had a little misspeak there. It's not at the end, it's at the very beginning. And I think that's what's important. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. like, it starts out with like, Father in heaven, Wow, God is in heaven. Your name's holy, hallowed, and you're my father. Mm-hmm. You know me. You love me. I'm your child. Yeah. Your was, kingdom. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that. That next line, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your, your will, will be, be done. done. Yeah. Right? Not mine. It's a prayer for God's kingdom yeah. to come. Yeah. And so it's it's in that. The the other side of that is is saying my kingdom I'm, I'm yeah. not setting, setting aside. aside. Yeah. Your will yeah, be done. about you. Yeah. So it starts out with, God, you're absolutely amazing, and I want to want more of what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see your will and your kingdom and your plan for me and everyone around me. I want to see that. That's what I want most. Mm-hmm. And then you ask, give me what I need. I know I need forgiveness. Forgive me. Yeah. I need to forgive others. Yeah. Protect me because I'm weak. But it all starts with this. Jesus is saying, this is how you pray. Align yourself, mm, yeah. right, with God. And then the promise is true, 
right? You're going to want what God wants. Of course it's going to happen Yeah. In, in God's wisdom and plan. Yeah. Very good stuff. Um, I think that's a good way to wrap it up. I think um, it's all about aligning ourselves with God's will in everything that we do. And, and we, we struggle with that on a daily basis because we live in a world that is tainted with sin from back in Genesis 1-1. Um, when we decided to do things our own way. So um, if you're wrestling with why isn't God answering my prayer, I hope this was helpful for you. Um, dig into his word, understand more about what he has for you. And, and in this word, this is, it's living and breathing. Um, we, can, we, we have everything we need in God's word. And so uh, turn to that, trust in that, and trust that uh, when we align ourselves with God's will, man, things get so much better. They don't always go our way the way that we want them to here on earth, but um, life is so much better that way. Mm-hmm. Pray for us also that we would all get BMWs. <laughs> I just want to win the lottery because then I can get a B. I'll tell you what, God, if you will allow me to win the lottery, I'll give my brothers on this podcast BMWs. I could do so much good with a Tesla. Do you want a BMW? Do I want a pickup truck? So I'll just take I'll take a vehicle that's that's newer than twenty sixteen. I mean. I hope this was helpful for you. We're joking. We're joking. Um, but God loves you, and we want you to know that. And uh, stand firm in his word, and we'll see you next week on Behind the Mic Podcast. <laughs>